0: Peter Vandiver has been a missionary, an evangelist, and a student of the Pentecostal tradition. His experiences overseas and in the Kansas City and Pensacola, Florida areas have shaped not only how he views Pentecostalism, but the faith in general. Peter is the founder of QuestForSouls.com and formerly the Sozo Project, and has a passion for connecting individuals with concepts of repentance and the need for a Savior. He joins us today to talk about the history of the Pentecostal movement, the gift of discernment, and the unique context of the faith in Kansas City and Pensacola. Thanks for joining me, Peter. Cool. Uh, I I really appreciate you doing this. Um, Just before before we begin, I just want to say, having seen kind of your online presence from afar, I will just say, man, i I think that you have uh, a really good critical spirit, right? Like some people's critical spirit's not good. I think you actually have really good discernment. and so i've I've definitely witnessed that from afar. Um, you have a really good pulse on on this movement. and I, I think, yeah, we've we've had a couple of disagreements, but I just I will just say, uh, man, your faith is inspiring. And I think that your uh, your love of missions, evangelism, and also just kind of steering this movement, uh, is is inspiring, and so in that sense, man, thanks I, uh, for thanks for being solid that way. I,
1: I, I'll just say this: I value people that disagree if it's for the good. Yeah, I have no problem. I mean, in fact, I I mean, I'm I'm part of IHOP, and I venomously disagree with Mike eschatology.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 and he knows it. Yeah. Well, that's all right. I mean, that Hey, yeah. sometimes that's going to happen, especially on stuff that's kind of speculative or maybe not as clear in scripture. I mean, there, there are, you know, I don't think there are gray areas in the grand scheme, but in terms of our understanding, our ability to interpret yeah. our ability to put it together, Hey, you know, even the, even the Pentecostal movement in some ways, right? Like it's, it's beginnings. It's kind of, um, its upswing was I'm sure confusing to a lot of the church in the sense that they're going, Hey, where, where is this scripture? Is this Bible, you know, is it Bible based? Are you guys insane? Um, and I'm sure the day of Pentecost was like that. And so. You yeah, know.
1: And, and the other thing, I mean, it's funny you say that because something in the last few weeks where I've really been pressing with is um, this whole idea of being led by dreams and visions and not the word of God. Mm. And, you know, that was actually one of the biggest problems in the early Pentecostal movement is people, I mean, that's how we got with the oneness division Mm -hmm. was somebody had had got a revelation of the name of Jesus and went nuts with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's how we ended up with the whole uh, 1916 division, where you have the oneness camp and you have the Trinitarians. Mm -hmm. It all started with a guy that just said. I, I, there's power in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then it, it it progressed from there. So yeah, no, Hey,
0: that's been most of the church. I mean, it's, it's been kind of like squabbles and the question is always, Hey, is it big enough to split over? Is it big enough to schism or whatever? And I will just say, man, I, I think that your, uh, your impetus, your idea of basically, um, kind of going, Hey, what is Pentecostalism if we can kind of agree on that and get mission minded, um, I've just, I've just felt like you're a really kind of a good temperate voice in the sense that, yeah, willing to be open to the oneness people, extending charity to lots of different folks, four square folks and, you know, and, uh, Calvary Chapel and Vineyard and, and, you know, some of the overseas Pentecostal movement. So thanks for, uh, thanks for just being that online. Uh, and as well, just, like I said, just being critical. I think there's, Hey, if you're in this movement at one point or another you're going to come across some things you're going to be you know you're going to just something in your spirit's going to go oh, is that the lord and and I will just say i think you have a very good critical spirit and i think that that's necessary in this movement cuz you know it it just it it it's going to it's going to err on some of those things right like it sometimes is a little bit over the edge it's a little bit hard to control and so yeah that need for discernment is is critical okay so but yeah let's so one quick thing I mean I would love to get in or dive in just you have uh so you have lots of pentecostal chops and that you hey Kansas City connections check Brownsville revival connections check I mean you you know in terms of an old school pentecostal with with like pedigree describe that a little bit for me how did you get into this thing I mean what did you grow up in it tell us about um, Brownsville I, tell I, us about I, Kansas I grew, City
1: I grew up in the church um and just uh grew up at where where it was church, if that makes any sense. And then I ended up um through a series of events, went through a whole lot of stuff with my father that I'd rather not get into, sure. and and ended up uh, basically getting drugged to Pensacola, okay for the brownsville revival.
0: how How old are you at this? I mean, I am at I'm fifteen. And this is like, what is it? 96 or seven or 96, 96. July 15th, okay. 1996.
1: Yep. Yep. And I'm literally, I'm like, I'm just there for the trip. Yeah. I'm like, okay,
0: we're going to end up at the
1: beach at some point.
0: Yeah. very <laughs> so cool. where, where was home? Where's home before? Kansas city. Okay. Okay.
1: I, uh, and, um, so anyways, so I'm, we're, we're, we're there with Lindell Coley's leading, and the only, th- it, it's hard to describe. We're just in worship. And I'm not really worshiping. I'm just kind of, I wish we had phones back then.
0: Type yeah, gift. yeah, yeah. You'd be on it. You'd be texting somebody. <laughs> okay. or-
1: and, and, you know, there was no Facebook. So you're just kind of like, oh, hurry up and get through this. And I, I get literally just get hit. It felt like I got, I ran into a brick wall hmm. and just fall hmm. like, and in the middle of the service, Hmm. and I came face to face with all of the anger and hatred and um just um so many because I had I'd seen the ugly side of the church
2: yeah
1: and so and so much of that and and gossip and slander that I faced and so and I mean we're talking I'm 13 14 15 when all this is going on So I'm 15 years old, get laid out, don't even know what's going on, but just radically get saved Hmm. Hmm. Um, and never was the same. Hmm. Um, And then August 4th, 1998, I'm back in Pensacola, back at Brownsville, um, middle of worship again, we're wearing what was called the big orange, which was at the school. Okay. and um don't remember much else uh, other than what happened but i had an open vision where i saw the harvest the end time harvest and i saw angels going from nation to nation um bringing in the harvest the end time revival and i've committed my life ever since to preaching revival and not just talking about it but actually having it Hmm. because there's a lot of talks about revival sure um but there's very little actual revival. Hmm. It isn't enough to talk about it, and I, I mean, I, and I think we're at a point today that we need to have a conversation of what is and isn't revival, sure, and how do we define it? Because there's groups out there that call anything and everything revival. Sure,
3: sure.
0: So you know, I, I'm kind of at that point. Mm-hmm. Does that answer your question? It does. Yeah, it does. I mean, how? I guess the other question is looking back, how open to that sort of vision thing were you I mean did that stuff take you up by surprise oh, no, I, mean, I I
1: mean I I knew it was in the Bible
2: yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I,
1: yeah I I had read in the Bible like all the guys in the Old Testament have this co- cool stuff sure but you know um kind of the attitude of not in Brownsville but back in Kansas City a lot of the attitude especially in the assemblies at the time was basically um it can happen but they probably won't hmm. and people who claim that that they do happen they're just making it all up Mm -hmm, um uh, and part of that was cynicalism because of the situation with some of the stuff that went on in the 1980s sure um that was out of control yeah and I mean, I'd say that Mike Bickle
0: would say that. Yeah, well, and, and <laughs> hey, something changed in the nineties and we, we experienced kind of the fullness of this, just kind of our ages and kind of where we sit in the movement. But, um, you know, one thing that is kind of important is the development of, of kind of like video, right? I, I know that sounds weird, but it's like, hey, altar calls weren't really on VHS tape before, I don't know, 88 or whatever it would have, you know what I'm saying, 86 or something. Yeah. I mean, do you think that does change things? Did, did it change anything for Brownsville? In, well, you know? Yes, uh, but let me
1: let me say something real quick. Uh, I think we I mean we have uh, VHS tapes of uh, from revivals in the 60s. Mm -hmm. So I mean it it goes back further than that it just oh we've lost a lot of those tapes.
0: Mm -hmm. Sure. It's, like, it's a tough it, movement to chronicle because of that, right? Poorer churches, smaller churches, um, evangelistic meetings, and they were all one-offs or something, right? It wasn't like yeah, anybody and, and, a video and, committee. And or
1: just the the nature of technology of you have a VHS. Um, they they have a lifehood.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm I'm r- literally right now trying to go through some old v- VHS tapes, trying to convert them over to sure, uh, so that I can use them sure. Um, and you know I'm being very careful because they can easily get destroyed, yeah. Because of their age, yeah, so yeah. So th- there's that issue. There's also uh, the for the longest time and is is we saw media is um, not of the Lord, sure. And so that's that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um. And so you have that issue. Um, and actually it was all Roberts that really kind of mm-hmm. changed that attitude.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, 80s and, television
0: did some of that, yeah. right? 80s television. And, and I, good and see, I,
1: I'm kind of mixed on this issue huh. because on one side, yes, the, the, the idea of televangelism and I'm not getting into whether it's effective or not, but there's one side that the other side is, I think we've lost a lot of anointing Hmm. by putting the TV cameras in there. Hmm. I mean, there's times where, I mean, I've literally been in the service. Something happens and the TV cameras go down, and there's just all of a sudden a fresh spirit, Hmm. where God's just moving because people are no longer trying to put on a show. Sure, it's no longer about you know being a televangelist, fifteen seconds of fame or whatever, and they're really just like. Dude, it's just us and God.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no absolutely. one's watching. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. So, no, that's good. I think I think you're right like in some ways the the expression of how this is experienced um is is very personal, right? Like it it is it is kind of a it's something that touches individuals, but you're right in in some senses like there is inhibitions to it. Like if things get distracting or showy or it's like there can be this I don't know. There, there's just environments with which the spirit appears to be able to work, and then there's environments with which it seems to be tougher or more, um, more people focused or something like more in the flesh, right?
1: Well, yeah, yeah. And, and what we're dealing with right now, and I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to be put it out out where it is. We're, we're, we're dealing with a demonic movement right now in the Pentecostal movement um, that actually goes back and straight up all the way back into Calvinism. It actually gets their roots in John Calvin. Um, in the late 20s, it was called Reconstructionism. Mm. And then later it was brought into the Pentecostal movement as Dominionism. And now we're fighting it with the Seven Mountains, but it's the same devil as, as it was. And it, it's really hard for me to understand how people that will that are ready to die on the hill of Armenianism will embrace a doctrine that is deeply rooted in Calvinism.
0: Yes, I mean go into that a little bit. I saw you post on that. It's been a couple of days or whatever, or, or yeah. yesterday or whatever it was. So, and and you're basically saying, hey, the the desire to kind of restore a sort of earthly kingdom, maybe started in a different camp that just said, hey, God's in control of history, almost kind of like a post mill idea of like, hey, it God's, is post mill, yeah, God's gonna get it all. God's God's moving. The church is gonna take over. And so, in some ways, that does kind of, I guess, yeah, it it spills over into in a pentecostalism in a weird way through kind of a vision dream combo and so i don't know as much about that i mean is that i think it is what is it mid-80s mike bickle kansas city prophets oh no no that's 83 83
1: dominionism started back in 1970 yeah seven. i know the idea is
0: how old is seven mountains mandate
1: uh seven mountains mandate is, is that term are you talking about the term or the idea
0: um, I guess the idea, just the the seven. The idea, the idea yeah. goes
1: all the way back to the 1500s with John Calvin. Sure. Um. I well, mean, yeah, you, and, and Geneva. If you was, trace it all the way back, right. And and you have Martin Luther King that believed in it. You have the guys from the late 1800s that had the social gospel. Sure. Uh, stuff. I yep. can't think of the guy's name right off. Walter. Yeah, Walter or something.
2: Rauschenbusch. Yep.
1: Yeah. So you you have it throughout history. It's just had different mm-hmm. names. The Seven Mountains mandate uh has came around, I want to say about 10 years ago, we started using it. Um, and what it really is, it's humanism for one. Two, it's it's literally um we want to embrace the world mm. instead of come out from among the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we we have lost any idea of what it means to preach holiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um you know and i listen to i listen to a lot of old messages um because i follow the church history and i'm like we don't preach like we used to preach i mean the the way they preached in the 60s and 70s uh you wouldn't get invited back
0: <laughs> yeah 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 sorry
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know? i mean there is uh, i mean i in fact i was just in fact it's up on my youtube i just posted it where jimmy swaggered uh basically gave a prophecy in 1986 that and that the, the that the world was going to come into the church and we were going to replace the preaching of the gospel with dramatic uh presentations hmm. and there was all kinds of false fire hmm. coming wow um, and it's scary to, to see how accurate that is 35 hmm. years later
0: yeah, well and and the other thing is like I um like I've just kind of seen on your page and things like you have a great appreciation for kind of the the prophetic voices within the movement that are leading it but also speaking to the future so people like Leonard Ravenhill people like um you you know uh yeah wilkerson david wilkerson yeah of course tozer's you know a little bit on the outside looking in but his spiritualism his mysticism well definitely applies you
1: you can't really have the conversation of ravenhill and wilkerson without throwing tozer in there
0: yeah i mean (laughs) they they literally sat around
1: and had coffee
0: yeah yeah no it's good and (laughs) i think you're right like there is something okay so here's my other question then We're, we're sitting here in 2022 who's leading this movement I mean what oh, is that what does that look like? Well, I agree, but I mean help me out. Like who do you feel are sort of maybe the camps or, or, or things you've kind of seen from afar? Who is who's guiding it? Who's speaking life into it? Who's who's troubling in, in that sense? I mean, you know, don't don't throw anyone under the bus. But if you just said, hey, this is, <laughs> you know, I mean, who do you feel is kind of is 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 doing positive things and who are you a little bit concerned about in, in certain ways?
1: I I am I am very concerned about this false gospel seven mountain stuff that's really rooted in post mill that's like i said reconstructionism um and that's a whole slew of people and that that people people can go and google it and find out who those leaders are i'm not going to throw them all under the bus um who's leading it right now um voices wise um i would say tommy bates He's pretty much calling us back to Pentecost um part of the time Perry Stone uh I mean some of his stuff gets a little out there but yeah um when he wants to preach Pentecost he does mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um there's uh there's a few others out there but for the most part um here's what I here's what I believe. The pulse of the American church, and I'll say the American church, but it applies globally, is really the doctrinal purity committee of the Assemblies of God. And they're the most powerful group of people pretty much on the planet because what they recommend is pretty much what the Assemblies are going to do, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. What the Assemblies do, the Pentecostal movement usually follows Mm -hmm. just because they're the big – they're sure. the king of the hill, right? Is, is the Pentecostal movement goes, the charismatic movement goes, is the charismatic movement goes, the evangelical movement goes. Hmm. So that's why I would say they're the ones that are really, and there's some positive stuff happening in Springfield. Hmm. So um, that, that they're calling back to revival. In fact, we're getting ready. Uh, they're getting ready to do a big thing down at down uh, Evangel in a couple weeks. Hmm. Craig Keener's coming in. Uh, wave, um, can't think of his last name, teacher at Evangelist gonna be teaching. Hmm. Um, and they're uh and it's really get back to the roots hmm. and Very get cool. back to our roots of we are Pentecostals. Hmm. Um we are we it is who we are and hmm. and one of the one of the things that a lot of people don't a lot of people don't even really understand what Pentecostals are. And there's a lot of
0: Pentecostals that don't understand yeah, what Yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- Redefine that. I mean, give us, give and, us four or because, five homos. Well, well, I
1: think we need to go back to a definite, I think we need to go back and look at what was Pentecost. It was the Feast of Weeks. Okay. It was, and if you, if you understand, it was mid harvest. They had, they had seen some harvest, but they had more to go. And, and so they, it was a time of reflection. And Pentecostals need to understand that we have seen harvest we have we have seen great things but there's still more to do and by and that the baptism of the holy spirit is the only thing that will get us through that will empower us for that i say it like this in fact i was talking with a friend of mine the other night is a lot of people look at a farm say a farmer has a nice shiny shed like solomon temple barn okay and And, but there's still a bunch of, there's still a bunch of wheat in the field. And all he does is want to show people how amazing his barn is. Yeah. Instead of getting the, getting the rest of the harvest. And that's kind of where the Pentecostal movement is, is we got our nice buildings. We got our Mm -hmm. shiny, Mm -hmm. this we, and we have actually taken a move towards ecclesiology Mm
3: -hmm.
1: away from missionology. And that's where things are. I I believe things are going to shift. We will not complete the Great Commission telling people how amazing our our children's ministries are and how sure. how how great our coffee shops and bookstores yeah,
2: yeah. are. No doubt, yeah.
1: And um, I'm I'm not saying that there isn't a place for community or anything sure. like that, but I'm saying we can actually get to a point where we're worshiping ourselves mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. instead of the Lord, and because the Great Commission still has not been completed, mm-hmm. and that is the marching orders. Uh, it goes back to Ian Bell, I believe. I may have the name wrong. Uh, in 1914, he said this. He says, we commit to each other and to him for the, the greatest evangelism thrust the world has ever seen.
3: Hmm.
1: And um, that still must be our mission statement and not just something we put on papers, Sure, but something we actually live, breathe, and sleep. Um, and right now... And going back to what I was saying about the seven mountains, we've gotten so much into where we just want to influence culture and we want to Christianize the nation mm-hmm. instead of being faithful witnesses and preaching the gospel. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, right now, the road versus weight thing is real popular. Right, right, right. So do, are we more concerned with ending abortion or reaching the women that are right. that are going to be affected by this and telling them that, that, the power of God can set them free. Number one, number two, abortion happens because marriage doesn't. And so we have another question of, we went so soft on fornication. Hmm. Then we went around about abortion. Hmm. And I'm not saying abortion should go on. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, But I will say this, if if our vision is the legal apparatus Mm -hmm. instead of spiritual revival, we're gonna to turn to the back alleys. I mean, they're gonna to turn to the back alleys and do it illegally, risking mm-hmm. their own lives. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not good. Revival is the only hope we have for this nation. Mm-hmm. And in and anytime we we try and replace it with cultural engagement or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, that's not revival. Um, and you wouldn't have found that in the early Pentecostals.
0: Yeah. Well, and so, yeah, let's define that quick. So let's go back to the to the revival question, because, you know, there are claims, there are certainly valid claims of revival before the Pentecostal movement, and, and America has seen several of them, right? I mean, early, you know, 1730s and 40s, you've got 18, 1820s, you've got um, stuff at the turn of the century, 1880s, Chicago, New York, you know, upstate. Um, there are, Hey, there are good claims that there were awakenings, oh, yeah. that there were revivals, and and as yeah. well, um, you know, in in some ways, kind of a tandem one that happened in Scotland at at about the same time, right? Almost the same set of years, kind of 1904, yeah. um, you know, the Welsh, and, the Welsh Revival. And so describe that a little bit, because I think in some people's mind, you know, you know, that might be a service, right? To Nazarenes, a revival is a service. Okay. So it's actually, yeah, you know but, what I'm but, saying? But, it's a once-a-year Yeah, describe the revival. But also the
1: Nazarenes were the ones that threw the Pentecostals under the bus. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, there's division there, (laughs) no doubt. I'm just saying, hey, some people think of that as once a year. Then we, you know, we kind of, you know, we we are allowed to get more emotional, and then we go back or something. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know. You
1: you you can plan a revival as much as you much as you can plan a tornado. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so
0: so yeah. Let's go through elements. So unplanned. And then you also are seeing, you know, you're talking about how it does change culture. Like in some ways, it's got to affect the outside world. And I think that's good. I think that's actually a good definition. Because- revival
1: changes culture. Culture doesn't create revival. Mm-hmm. Uh, that like right now, I'm hearing a lot of ending abortion will bring revival. Mm. Uh, well, that's not we know that's not true because Brownsville broke out in the midst of the Clinton administration that made abortion far more accessible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Actually, in history, if you look, study through church history, um usually under the most corrupt leadership hmm. nationally hmm. is when the church turns gets goes to the lord in prayer hmm. and hmm. cries out for revival and the spirit moves because they don't have their guy in office
0: hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. There is some sort of weird two-way street between that dominion idea of, hey, we're getting victories in politics, or maybe Pentecostal churches are kind of a thing now. We got some money, we got nice buildings, we're we're friends in the evangelical movement, etc. And and maybe that's a, you know, ultimately a negative thing in the sense that, hey, the, the movement starts to basically just become another denomination, not a movement, right? It's more of an establishment, um, in which case God you know, God may move without it, right? Or move somewhere else or outside of it or whatever. Um, help me out a little bit. Some people think that the Pentecostal movement is essentially has been kind of the last great movement in the church. I wouldn't disagree with that. Do you think that's accurate? It's been about, you know, it's been a hundred years or so. you about to get me in some trouble. Um, no, 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 no. I mean, do you think that's the last no, great no, here, movement he, in the church?
1: Here, here's, the, there's a teaching out there that Joel 228 was Azusa Street. Hmm that from, from azusa to the rapture okay um uh, i i don't believe it i i do believe that there was a restoration in the late 1800s early 1900s where it went from a few people praying in tongues and a couple prophecies sure, sure. to widespread hmm. the equipping of the saints okay um i don't buy the um uh, azusa street is joel 228 Let's just write it in the Bible. We can write it should right, have right. Been in there to start with.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: There's people out there that teach that stuff. Sure. And that's why I said <laughs> um, there is, but I do believe that God will pour out his spirit on all flesh. It will happen before the tribulation because hmm. the Bible says that it will. Hmm. Um, and so, but definitely uh, Azusa street, changed the world no questions asked anybody that i in fact i i i can't even uh, i mean i got i know people that are uh, other other movements i'll leave it at that that basically try and talk talk about church history without talking about azusa street Hmm. Mm -hmm. i I mean i know i know of a guy going to seminary right now and basically they talk about revival history and they stop at the late 1800s because they can't Sure. Really talk about it in the 1900s without including the Pentecostal movement.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. So I. I mean, yeah, you got the little uh, Billy Graham stuff in the what 48, 49. Uh, but besides that, it's really hard to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um. And so yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's different.
0: Hmm have you seen a difference in kansas city i mean you you've been there you're you've been around i know you did missions and were gone and and hey you've been yeah i, I i've, I've come and
1: gone i've been all over the world what but do you, this is what do you think is
0: yeah i mean describe for someone that's never been there i think there is a sort of different we feel. have great barbecue well there's that i mean i <laughs> i'm a you know just to let you know i think i'm is it arthur bryant's arthur bryant's dates. Okay. But the best barbecues at my house. But. Okay, okay, okay. Well, <laughs> at least we're settling that. No, but I mean, describe. Does Kansas City have a sort of, you know, does it have a sort of, um, you know, holiness? Kind of that Wesleyan okay. holiness feel. So, so
1: you're so you're asking about the revival history of Kansas City, right? Yeah,
0: and and just if someone visited there, do you think they could even sense some of that in the culture? I I guess I um, I felt like there was some parts of. Kansas or or you know Kansas I don't know both sides that just okay. felt really it, it, it
1: it's a lot like moves of God that have happened elsewhere where the city itself is not affected
3: hmm.
1: okay uh, but to answer your question uh, every revival in the last 150 years has some sort of connection to Kansas City hmm. it's just there um, you you it goes all the way back to really the Methodist in the Second Great Awakening. Hmm. Um the Nazarenes are based here. This sure. is their home. Yep. Um, you you go in Charles Fox Barham, very first place he went after Topeka sure. was Kansas City. Hmm. Um, you you go in, um, Amy Siblem McPherson uh had meetings here. Um all the famous picture with William Branham and Oral Roberts and the whole light thing hmm. is Kansas City. Hmm. Um, you go in 1977, Catherine Coleman, the uh, Arrowhead. Um, you got uh, when when Brownsville hit. It was hitting uh, several assemblies of God in Kansas City, mm-hmm. pretty much at the same time. Um, you got the whole Kansas City prophets thing, and then uh, you you got Smithson, um, which what whatever they are, they came to Kansas City. Uh, for for good or bad, mm-hmm. um, so so there is a lot of history in this city, and I I mean I don't try and read into some sort of prophetic thing with it. Sure, I'm just saying that it's probably uh, has more to do with people just living. Uh, it's the center of the United States. It's a city that people migrate to mm-hmm. historically, you know. Because this is a major city for all the small towns all over the Midwest. Yeah, sure. They come here to trade. Sure. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: so you have that. Um, and and it's it's always been, and I, I forgot when I mentioned though, Smith Wigglesworth had a meeting here, I think, in 1932, where everyone in the meeting got healed. Hmm. Um, so you you have a lot of prosthetic history and also you know when it comes to pentecost the midwest is a big hub it is, yeah and yeah. um kansas city is the is one of the bigger cities sure
0: yeah min- minneapolis is somewhat has kind of a similar tra- in some ways is um you know just the home of north central and i know
1: north central is um, there I, I don't know much about sure. uh, anything major that's happened up there
0: yeah, and I—I I mean, I it might be reserved as you know specific figures or or people that were in the movement or whatnot. Uh, and there's I know been I know uh,
1: George Boyd's up there and his uh, very interesting theology.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Greg Boyd. So um, no, but yeah, no, I mean, even um, you know Tammy Fay Baker and and you know Jim Baker—they're out yeah. of Minneapolis. They went to North Central. Um, I didn't know that. There's more connections kind of to to Minneapolis than people think, and I—that's kind of my home base. I I went to college there. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I visited Kansas city and I will just say like in certain parts and I I did visit IHOP. So that was about 06. Uh okay. no no uh no oh five something like that okay um and it you know there were parts of it that cl- especially close to IHOP that did feel a little bit different it was almost like visiting a Chick fil A or something. I don't know people were really nice you could tell that people were either students at IHOP or had connections to Nazarene or so- there was something like
1: the the people that have moved to IHOP have bought up a lot of property hmm. in this area okay uh this area is either IHOP people or it's inner city people that have moved south Mm. um like we i mean you have a little bit of both Mm -hmm. um it's um kansas city is going through some major transitions
3: Mm.
1: um and the whole landscape of the city has changed Mm. the inner city is moving to the suburbs and people from the suburbs are moving to the inner city Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because they're redeveloping they're Mm -hmm. buying up huge tracts of Of good land that's by the river, and Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. and they're developing it into very expensive housing projects. Uh, Sure, sure, sure. So they are. So the people around there are being pushed out, Mm -hmm. and they're they're being pushed towards the suburbs that used to be nice thirty years ago. Sure, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, none. That 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 makes sense. So for people that don't know, I mean, let we've sorry we've used the term IHOP already probably ten times. Help us out. So they have pancakes yeah well no let's go let's go with the school so how how do you know I don't you don't have to know a lot about the background but yeah what describe it a little bit for someone that's never been there okay what um, were the heydays, well, what were kind of the big days of it well or... the the heydays are really
1: until two thousand and three until they moved to redbridge um the trailer days is what we call them hmm, mm-hmm. I, I went through a forerunner school of prayer that's what it was its original name okay um. I had, um, it, it was good. I mean, you I look back at it and some of the stuff I go, Oh, sure. But it was good. Um, it, um, it, and then about 2004, everything began to shift around IHOP. Hmm. They moved from revival to eschatology and they went very strong on eschatology hmm. And then they had um, their their renewal. It wasn't a revival, and it wasn't an awakening, hmm. but it but it was a renewal. And then after that, things kind of shifted, and they kind of moved away from being Pentecostal and Charismatic to more of an Evangelical. Hmm. And hmm. I I know that'll ruffle some feathers, but sure, uh, they they moved more towards being Evangelical than being uh, Charismatic or Pentecostal, hmm. um, and where it, and so it's just, it's a huge shift.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and then, so one of the thing that is kind of unique about Kansas city is even beyond almost all that history. Now there's a connection to IHOP here, but um, Kansas city had a sort of establishing of a set of profits um in kind of a strange set of years. So I think it was what, 84 to 95. 83. Or so, yeah. Something like that.
1: 80 83, March 7th, 1983, Bob Jones walks in Mike's office says all a whole bunch of crazy stuff
0: okay okay and and so that you're saying that's the impetus for kansas city prophets and some of the the movie yeah i mean mean, that's how it began
1: that's how it began i mean there's augustine that's right before that um but it's really bob jones and um so he walks in he says night and day prayer israel Hmm. truman property all this and he goes he goes, and there will be a false prophet among you. And Mike's a view at this point is, yeah, and I'm looking at him.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. Craziness. Wow. <laughs> okay.
1: And so Art Cats is in town. And anyway, so 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 Art, so Bob Jones gives Art uh, gives Mike a word in front of Art Cats about something nobody knew. And Art Cats says, you are a prophet. Hmm. And then Mike's view is kind of like, well, if our cat says you're a prophet. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. And so, so that's, um, that's kind of the beginning of it. Um, and that there, there's a lot of prophetic history. I won't go into it. And then, um, Paul King comes back onto the scene in 1988. Uh, they have the, some of the stuff with that 1990 all hell breaks loose. Hmm. Um, And that was when everybody began to line up everything from it's a cult to they got some weird views, but they're orthodox Hmm. um, to and then John Wimber steps in. Mm -hmm. Um, And then and then for about five years, it was just kind of we're going for revival in 1999. They start IHOP. OK, and then they go from there to um i and it's just been kind of where and like i said in 2004 they switched towards eschatology um and that's where mike felt like he needed to go Hmm. so does that answer the question yeah
0: no it does i mean you know it kansas city's got a lot of history in in these areas and so it is interesting um you know i don't know I don't know a lot about that, that Kansas City Provost movement. I think my my primary orientation to it was actually a, a book that was critiquing a lot of it um, and, and started di- doing more of a history log going backwards from Toronto, um, which those connections aren't aren't mint tight or something. It's not like there was some you transit on a highway between Kansas City and, and Toronto, but yeah, well, there but are there some I, connections. There actually is. Um, 1984,
1: January 1984. Bob Jones prophesized that there's 10 years till the new wine. Hmm. And uh, Mike was even like, uh, it, it, I mean, I've just heard the stories, but mm-hmm, he,
3: mm-hmm.
1: The, the stories are, why the wine? We want hmm. the fire. Hmm. Hmm. We okay. don't want wine. Hmm. And January
0: 1994, hmm. Toronto,
1: Toronto breaks out. Hmm. Um, hmm. So, so that's really kind of where that kind of developed okay um and um i've always been kind of on the french ends even though i went through the school and stuff of ihop Mm -hmm. um just because i'm i mean i'm i'm old school pentecostal Mm -hmm, old school mm -hmm. pentecostal yeah and evangelical slash charismatic Mm -hmm. um don't always gel especially when it comes to eschatology sure and um, so, yeah, I mean, that's – and, I mean, that I would say they're heavily influenced theologically by Sam Storms.
3: Hmm.
1: Um, in fact, Sam wrote the theolo- theology statement for IHOP.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm. Uh, he was on staff here for – at Metro's Days. Um, and so I would say theologically they're heavily influenced by Sam Storms. In fact, he was just here. We're doing something with Remnant Radio
0: help me out you you've done you've done some mission work let's talk a little bit about you know maybe your theology of mission how that came about in your life why you feel it's important all of that
1: i it, it really comes down to the nike logo just do it is that you're not kidding you're serious no i it, you know it uh, where, where i am and i i am 100% for academica i'm 100% for Missionology. It, you know i've got The education i so i believe in it but at some point we just need to do it Hmm. um bonky used to say um souls don't get saved sitting in board meetings
3: Hmm.
1: and it and you know i mean that a part of it is is, it's like many things we we liked we we'd like to talk about it Mm
3: -hmm.
1: i i mean i'm even kind of of the conviction uh, a lot of people that, that teach in Bible colleges and universities um they need I, I think I think we should require professors to mm-hmm. go out of the country and do mm-hmm. hardcore missions work mm-hmm. every summer
3: mm-hmm.
1: just to keep keep them grounded of this is not just about Greek and Hebrew mm-hmm. and this isn't just about being able to quote dates mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. these are real lives yeah that that this is why we're doing what we're doing not just hey let's talk about the theory of wesley Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know yeah yeah and and because it's easy to get caught up into all that Mm -hmm. um you know i i mean i i how did it start for you i mean i you know well i it started at brownsville august 4th 1998 um and um and then I, I went on to do other stuff, ended up going to uh Fiji for a while. Okay. Do missions work. Saw a great move of God break out down there. Saw stuff in Samoa. Uh ended... Been been all over the world. Um just had some opportunities. Um and just it's um, seeing God do about every miracle you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, only thing I haven't seen is someone raised from the dead. Hmm. Well, let me say it like this. I haven't seen anyone raised from the dead that I'm comfortable enough saying. Sure. Um, I mean, I I'm of the conviction. If you're going to tell a miracle testimony, you need the documentation to prove it. Hmm. Um, and whenever I hear people talk about say raising the dead, if I don't, I want to see a death certificate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, and because, yeah, you know, I believe in this stuff. Mm-hmm. And if I, you would much rather have someone like me question it, that believes in it. Sure. Than John North Arthur question it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Definitely. No doubt. Because he's not only questioning it, he actually thinks it's all evil.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and so i'm saying i believe in this stuff but i want the evidence sure so when people like john macarthur do come after us we just say here's the here's the sure. death certificate deal with right.
2: it yeah 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 no absolutely. and
1: so that's um but yeah i i mean that that's kind of my view on that is is any i i there's guys there's there's one guy that claims to have 80 000 miracles, hmm. but. I have yet to see any documentation. If mm-hmm. you so yeah, I mean that's just kind of where I am. Sure. Is. That's all right. That's and, that, and I, that's, I think that's a place that we're where we need to be of God really heals.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We don't need questionable testimonies. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. and because I mean that's not what convinces the masses. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What convinces the masses is. This guy was healed. Here's his doctor. Sure. That, that saw, I mean, sure. that, yeah, so that's kind of where I am. I, I believe in healing deliverance is the confirmation of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, we will not convince the masses without miracles. Um, and uh, I believe that to be biblical. Um, I And, you know, without going into too much of Mark 16, I do believe it's the word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so, um, I mean, it's in there for a reason.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No matter who wrote it, it's in there for a reason. Yeah. And um, so that's just kind of my, my missionology is deeply rooted in revival, biblical revival, historical revival, um, the preaching of the gospel, miracles break out. The whole village gets saved,
3: hmm.
1: mm-hmm. um, and um, that's where I'm. There's my missionology. Every tongue, every tribe, every nation, I will hear the gospel. Then the end will come, and um, so that there's my missionology of we must complete the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, one of the things where I differ with some people, I do not believe that the United States is um reached
3: Hmm.
1: Hmm. um in fact i could tell you stories i was in uh, cleveland tennessee sitting at a chinese restaurant but like an american chinese restaurant if that makes any sense (laughs) it does yeah i mean it was a very american type of atmosphere the waitress um spoke perfect english and so we're just talking to her while we're getting orders so I said, I said, do you know Jesus Christ? She goes, who is that? Hmm. Does he come in here? Hmm. This is in Cleveland, Tennessee.
0: Yeah, The yeah, middle
1: yeah, yeah. of American South in a town yeah. full
0: of Pentecostals. Yeah. Well, hey, hey spring, that could happen in Springfield. I mean, I, it's not yeah. to say there's anything special about Cleveland, Tennessee or the well, Church no, of God. But what it, you well, know what
1: it, it is, there is something special because it is a much smaller city. Right with like five pentecostal denominations where springfield really has one sure
0: it just happens to be a really big one yeah 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 yeah
1: so so anyway so i we we are there and we have people in our reservations that have never really heard the gospel mm-hmm. um i met a guy about a week ago homeless guy yeah and all he could tell me about Jesus is, oh, I hear the people that give us food talk about him a lot.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And I, I said, so what did he do? And he could not, he didn't no. understand what a cross was. He didn't understand mm-hmm. the anything. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
1: And I, he's like, I was like, is that because you never have asked? Or he goes, no, they just tell us what yeah. they tell us. And then. Sure. We get our food and we go. Sure, sure, sure. And it's so I do not believe the United States is uh, no longer a mission field. Yeah. Okay. I, I was reading Ravenhill just yesterday, and he said he says it's in a revival God's way. He says America is the mission field for heresy, and their numbers are growing daily. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. And. You know, I mean here in Kansas City, we have a very large cult, two cults. Hmm. Um, and nobody really kind of even mm-hmm. realizes it mm-hmm. uh, admits that they exist. Mm-hmm. We have the Unitarian movement that's based in Kansas City since eighteen eighty something. Mm-hmm. Um, that believes all roads mm-hmm. lead to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have the um they're now called the Community of Christ. Used to be called the uh, Reorganized Mormons. Hmm.
0: Okay. They, yeah, yeah. They yeah.
1: they have a whole temple mm-hmm. in Kansas City that Jesus is returning to. Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and they believe in Galvaton, Missouri, which is about an uh, an hour out, that that's the Garden of Eden.
0: Hmm. Yes, I I have heard of that. Uh, which I've been to. See, that if town. you've been there, I was going to say maybe uh, maybe you can. I used to go. That. I used to go there once a year in high school to wrestle. Wow. And Is I, it anything like the Garden of Eden? Is the no, no, question. no it, it's a pretty ran-down town. <laughs> <laughs> it's Can a pretty you, small, ran-down town.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, I I mean, I, I still to this day don't even know why we were there. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're coming from a pretty big school, and we're going yeah. out to some small town to wrestle. That's funny. And we're a really good team. And I'm like, dude, this isn't even
0: fair. That's funny. <laughs> but well, they, 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 they do have a good diner. Like, we used to eat at their diner on the way home. Yeah, well, good, hey, there we go. No, but I think I think what you're even what you're discussing it, it is something important for people to hear, and that's this: there, there's a lot of lostness in this country, and, and people are lost, yeah. right? Like I I hear that story about people thinking of the Garden of Eden's in Missouri, and I go, okay, yeah, we can kind of poke fun at, it. we're just we're just having fun, but in truth, they legitimately believe it. Yeah, they they legitimately believe it, and they're lost, and they you know they they could use. um they they need they need witness they need they need hospitality they need to see the power of the spirit they need all of these things right and so you know in that sense um churches have really and and covid probably didn't help this but it just seems like churches have really circled the wagons like hey our church our internal life our potlucks our events our whatever and it's kind of like hey down the street is the is the mission field out the door of the church Sunday morning is the mission field and there's there's a lot of lost people in this country, right? And, well, and-
1: you 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 hit on something theologically there, that I don't know that you meant to. What's that? Many people have wrapped their missionology up into their ecclesiology, and yeah. they believe that the gospel
0: is getting people is to connected church to church. Yeah, no, I agree. I I agree. Hey, and I think it's a scourge um, on the on the. I think it's a scourge on everything that Christ stands for. I I I, I, just- I
1: mean, there there are people unfortunately and some the- theologians that almost lean this direction that ecclesiology is informs your sortology and your missionology hmm. and where they're two more like they're busy arguing about should women be in ministry what's the role of elders sure stuff like that yeah and 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 they actually see missionology is people joining the church
2: yeah 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 yeah
1: and um i always say this you can join a church but you can only be born into the kingdom Hmm. and um so there there is a real challenge with the missionology uh because we we have a a lot of people confuse and, and get into the ecclesiology conversation and um like the reform movement specifically they basically believe that you have that that it's wrapped up into the church. Hmm. And hmm. I mean there there's people in radical reformism that believes that the great commission should not even be done. Hmm. That God has God has predestined who will be saved. Hmm. So what what's the that only arminians should preach the gospel. Hmm. Um that's a more radical view of them. And I don't think, I'm not saying we should define, define any group by their extremist.
3: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, but that is definitely, there is a huge problem um, because people don't put cake ecclesiology and make it into more than it should be.
0: Mm-hmm. Have oh, something.
1: By, yeah, by all means, you need some sort of ecclesiology.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we certainly. Elders,
1: like, whatever. Sure. Um, have something, but don't, don't get caught up in that. Mm-hmm. that you lose focus that Jesus came yeah. to save sinners. Yeah, that's
0: good. No, that's 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 extremely important to hear and it, hey, that could be said in every every podcast on, you know, every every, you know, episode of YouTube and I I'm all for it, man. Like we need to continue to keep that at the forefront because um I know a lot of I know a lot of evangelical churches there's I'm sure there's Pentecostal churches that are that are that feel that out. Pastors get nervous about numbers. Pastors get nervous about post-COVID life and go, Hey, we got to get them in and, and bring them so that we can save them. And the answer is, well, Hey, Jesus did a lot of ministry on the streets. Jesus did a lot of ministry in neighborhoods. Um, you know, how hospitality, right? House parties, I mean, meals, mission is everything. Mission is everything in and out of the church. You know, it's, it's much larger than that.
1: Well, I, I think we're talking about two different things. You're talking about the um, come and see versus go and tell. Mm, mm-hmm. um, I'm talking about where pastors basically think that people coming to church is them them getting saved.
3: Mm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And that, well, they're joining the church. Yeah. And um, where, it unfortunately, we make the church the gospel instead mm-hmm, of Jesus mm-hmm. dying on the cross the gospel. Yeah. And that that's something that has legitimately concerned me. In Pentecostalism, we would never admit to that.
2: Yeah. We would I, never I, say I, we're I doing that. Not. I hope not. I, but
1: but we, when you really look at how some churches operate, especially smaller churches, it unfortunately is a reality.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I I mean it's um I, I another thing that's really hard is a lot of a lot of times we just assume people are safe. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I I've had to sit and look people straight in the face. People mm-hmm. have been in church for decades. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What makes you a believer? Yeah. What's your biblical evidence of convergence? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's alarming how many people can't really tell you. Hmm. Um, and just because they just because they wrote a date in their Bible and prayed sure. a prayer after sure. the preacher yep. that you can find nowhere in the Gospels, right? Does not mean that they're saved. Yeah. Um, the 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 test of salvation according to the apostle Paul is Romans 8 14. For those who are led by the Spirit
3: Mm -hmm.
1: are the sons of God. Mm -hmm. So my question is, is God leading you? Mm -hmm. What can you point to? I know that I'm being led by the Holy Spirit. Sure. Or because the the fact of it is is a lot of people are being led by their, by their own desires Hmm. and not the desires of, of the spirit. Mm -hmm, mm Um, and you know, when when people make decisions about this, make decisions about that, and they, they're just kind of like, what's best for me, Mm -hmm. not how can, how can God use this Mm -hmm. to, to reach people for the cause of Christ? Yeah. And, And that's a whole nother conversation, but that's, That's kind of where I am. I also, I, I. The other thing I believe that we need, we definitely need to do in the Pentecostal movement, the classical Pentecostal movement, is um, be bring healing to what happened in 1916. Um, I, I am, I am of the conviction there are there are hills that we need to fight. By no means am I saying we lay down our doctrine. But we will lay down doctrine for other groups, but – and, like, I personally believe the whole Trinity versus oneness conversation Mm -hmm. is a bunch of people talking at each other instead of to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, I do not agree with their view, but I don't think it's as far off as some Trinitarians make it out to be. Okay. I like like they they use the verse where it says the spirit is Christ mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay they so they say the Holy Ghost is Jesus sure, sure and then they take the verse where he says Jesus says I am in the Father and the Father is in me yeah and they take those verses and a couple others and to to form what they know is Jesus only I don't agree with it but it's not as outlandish as some Trinitarians mm-hmm. make it sound. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jesus the Jesus baptism issue. Um I see a case for both. There's definitely a case in Acts where they baptize in Jesus' name. Sure. Um I, I can be like, okay, I don't really think we should go that far. And I definitely sure. don't agree with rebaptizing people. Right, right, right. On both sides. There's been yep. people who've been baptized in Jesus' name, and sure. Yeah. Some AG pastor yes. says you need to be re rebaptized sure. in the Trinity. Yep. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. Yeah i
1: i'm just like it is what it is the issue that i i do divide on and it's a non-negotiable is there one baptism teaching Hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. you
1: do not have to pray in tongues to be saved there is no biblical evidence of this yeah and i take huge issues with it yeah um i i'm a firm believer in the baptism of the holy spirit i'll preach it i live it but I'm not going to tell, it's not a salvation issue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, could it become a salvation issue? Yes. Um, if you aren't living holy, mm-hmm. then we have the conversation about once shaved, always shaved. Hmm. Um, but besides that, um, but with all that I said, I believe that there are inroads and I, I actually see um, inroads that are happening um, both both camps aren't looking at each other calling them calling each other false Christians. And yeah. Yeah. And like, like it was for many, many Mm -hmm. years, Mm uh, where, and I think part of that is, um, that because of the times thing they have done in Louisiana. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's really popular. Yep. And so, and then Tommy Tenney kind of crossed over. Which his father was a leader in the UPC. Yep. And and then now you have uh, Charity Gel, which mm-hmm. is a worship leader out of the UPC. She's found a lot of success in in mainline churches.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: In fact, just the other day I saw a video of her at uh, Adrian Rogers Church hmm. down in uh, Memphis. Hmm. And I was like, you would I was I literally thought you would I would never see the day
0: that a UPC worship sure. leader sure. would be sure. leading worship at Adrian Rogers Church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey that's maybe there are positive signs that yeah so so know.
1: that i i think we are seeing some and i i i'm not saying i'm not saying they're they're gonna they're all of a sudden gonna be like ian bell did and say oh i was wrong sure 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 uh but they're deaf but but we can find areas i mean we didn't the pentecostals don't agree with baptists on a salvation issue sure on unlimited yeah. atonement mm-hmm. um but, but we can find ways to work together.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so if, if we can do it with, with this group that we disagree with on a salvation issue, why can't we do it with this group? It's very similar to us. Mm-hmm. And I actually think one of the reasons we have struggled so much is they are so close to us. We don't want to be mm-hmm. guilty by association. Sure. I see. Yeah. So where, you know, so that's kind of where I am. Um, and that's something I would just like to see happen. Um, not that it will happen, but I would like to see it happen mm-hmm. um, and kind of go from there um and I mean the, the main thing is we need to complete the great commission hmm. and uh, we need all hands on deck um and um I I have seen yeah I mean it kind of goes back to kind of my view of was talking about you know when I was when I was living in the Philippines I saw some oneness guys that legitimately love the lord Mm -hmm. um i i there are many good positive things i could say about the oneness camp Hmm. um one of them being is something that they're heavily criticized for but i appreciate for what they what what they would see as holiness Hmm. what we would see as modesty i see yes yeah um i i'm of the conviction that some charismatics need to go home and put the rest of their clothes on. Um, that, you know, you, you don't need to wear a pound of makeup to church.
3: Hmm.
1: Um, I just, I'm of that conviction. Mm-hmm. Um, and the UPC actually, yeah. they, I mean, they, they go into legalism about it, Sure, but they do hold, Yeah. Hey, we are, um, We're we're, going to dress modest. Mm -hmm. No, you you aren't going to wear short shorts and call it freedom and liberty.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, and and, and there are – I mean, hey, there are are also rules for men, so that's another thing to recognize. Things like dressing sharp, dressing up. You know, same deal, tank tops, and you know they're they're good about that side as well. It's not just, hey, women, put your you know what I'm saying is that it's it's I, it, I do have a friend that tells me, you know, Pentecostals have a long list of modesty for women and then they have like two lines for men. It is true it, that I mean honestly, we may need to address that, but um so you you were just at an event here, so you you do some photography. Uh, you were just at an event in Kansas City. What a week and a half ago, or oh uh, no, uh, wake wake yeah, the dawn, wake the dawn. What? Tell us your I, thoughts. I, I was simply there to get pictures. That's fine. That's fine. So help us out. This is a um, they had done it at uh, was it Harry Truman's campground or something or no? Uh, Harry Truman's farm is in
1: Grandview, Missouri. Okay. Bob Jones, as I alluded to earlier, um. He said that they would intercede from Truman, Harry Truman's property, okay. and at the time, they were in Overland Park, which is like the Beverly Hills of the Midwest, Yeah. and Mike was like, um, I got chiefs in my church. We're not right. going. Harry, Harry Truman's where poor people are. He didn't quite yeah. say it like that. but Yeah, that was, I see what you're saying. And and then then they ended up, and they ended up being able to buy the property about 10 years ago. Okay. Uh, don't quote me on this, but I believe it was a million. Okay. For 100, wow. 125 acres wow. in the city. Wow, wow! Wow! I mean, that's 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 a miracle in and of yeah. itself. So they had done nothing with it. Who is the group, or who who bought
0: it, or what? IHOP. Okay, I see. Okay.
1: Um, I mean, I I don't know if it's technically IHOP or they have a holding company. I don't know okay, all the okay. business side of it. Um. So the, they have that happen, and it just set dormant dormant and then uh, awaken the dawn which is out of dc mm-hmm. area mm-hmm. um which is a group that they do t- t- david's tent all over the okay. country okay um and i don't know a lot about them um i i i do know they seem to be led by dreams and visions a little too much but that's okay. the only thing i know really know
0: but kind of an all day all day event kind oh, of they a 10 hours meeting? a
1: day for 4 days
0: oh cool okay so they did like a tent there was overnight worship i mean they just had yeah. kind a of rolled worship and stuff cool
1: yeah they had a 3000 seat tent okay um and so they they did that um i didn't know um and yeah it, it it worked well we had a lot of people here because we also had the send um and i i went down to check it out um i didn't stay long because i know i, I agree the, theologically disagree with a lot of these guys sure And, um, so I was just kind of like, um, taking some pictures. Actually, while I was there, heard something, uh, guy said, in order to get demons out of people, you have to get the demons out of you first. And I'm like, Mm. that's not even scriptural. That's not even close (laughs) to scriptural. (laughs) I mean, even people like Randy Clark that believe that you, that a Christian can be demon effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't believe that. Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You need you need a megaphone for all those one liners. You just be like, actually, that's not in the Bible or something, you know? That would be really funny. Yeah. No, but I, so yeah, I, I mean that's that's kind of
1: where um, but yeah, I, I went to it, they did it, and then they did a little procession um okay. to the send. Okay. And I I didn't go to the send. I just like I said, I'm kind of theologically, that's not where I sure. am. Sure. And um, the only I mean, I, I did see the the spot where Sammy Rodriguez spoke and he basically laid out classical Pentecostal views
3: mm.
1: of revival. That's cool. Um, and so because there were there were some concerns about Sammy's presence hmm. because he's a leader mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the Pentecostal sure. movement. Yeah, he's a very visible leader. Yeah. And then. He was going to this big meeting Mm -hmm. with a bunch of people that quite honestly, a lot of us will almost feel like um, some of these guys are false teachers. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: It's That's hard. That's always, let's talk about that real quick. So that is one of the things that the, the church has struggled with on both sides, right? Some people go, Hey, you should never be caught on stage with anybody that doesn't share your full convictions. The other side's like, Hey, you know, I mean, there's some, there's some liberty in these areas. It's not like you tie your life to their views. And I know a lot of that's come up with people like Todd White. Um, you know, I mean, name, name the person, right? There's a lot of people that you could be uh, I'm, and- I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm going to all stand before the Lord for this. Uh, Todd White's a crook
0: okay well they, hey i think I think more and more people may feel that way i won't I won't wait a minute i no 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 where do you i um, stand on that where Where would you fall on that? you're invited to speak somewhere you're you're uncomfortable i mean it, maybe it is I, I know some of these guys sure um, would you do the event would you kind of try and use your platform to maybe speak more more generally or more you know more carefully? i'll I'll, I'll,
1: I'll answer that question with a testimony two thousand four two thousand five somewhere in there. I'm invited to Topeka, Kansas to speak at a conference. Hmm. uh David Herzog and Jeff Jensen are the two other speakers. Hmm. Uh, I know I disagree very much with both of those guys yeah um and I went and I was really struggling with it because they hmm. this is back when they were trying to tell women that they can come up and lose twenty pounds at the altar hmm. Hmm. and um. So, but I went and I was sitting there and I was going to talk about end time revival and the vision. Mm-hmm. And I just, when I went up to speak, I don't know that I heard from the Lord. I don't know. I mean, I can't give mm-hmm. you that. Sure. But all of a sudden I just decided I was going to go hellfire and brimstone.
3: Hmm.
1: And which is kind of my, you know, <laughs> MO Anyway, <laughs> But I was okay. like, because I had, I, 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 was look it's about changing your heart Mm -hmm. it's not about these weird manifestations yeah and we get all goofy with this glory stuff yeah um oh i mean i don't there's more to it than this so i don't want to oversimplify it but the glory is simply the presence of god
3: Mm -hmm.
1: and so let's let's not get goofy of. oh it has to be gold dust for it to be the glory right um and sometimes the presence of God is there, and you don't have. Sure. Uh, February 13th, 2019, I'm in the middle of the woods going through a massive problem with PTSD. Mm-hmm. And I'm just crying out for God. The presence of God just fills the place. I didn't have, there was no gold dust. To, I mean, I yeah. didn't see the
2: Lord. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Nothing, nothing like that. Yeah. But everything lifted.
2: Hmm.
1: Hmm. So that's, more the presence of God than hmm. oh, I got a gold filling. Sure, sure. And sometimes we're more worried about his presence than we are his presence. Yeah. And um, so should I I'll I'll say it like this do, do you need to theologically check everybody that you ever mm-hmm. know? No. Um, are, are there major issues that you need to confront? Absolutely um there's just too much going on um like i mean yeah i while I hear i'll just i'll just mention one of them yeah uh francis chan Hmm. his view on church unity Hmm. is basically everyone throws their theology statement in the trash Hmm. and we just have group hugs
2: yeah yeah Uh, i'm not down
0: with that sure yeah, yeah. Well, I think most uh, Pentecostals I'm, wouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, it,
1: well, not 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 just Pentecostals. anybody. Yeah. I mean, the Baptists aren't going to be down with that. I sure. mean they 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 got their Baptist faith and message. It's like a book. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're not down with that. Um, even sure. a lot of Charismatics wouldn't be down with that. Yeah, they're not right. ready. And and then you have the the main leader in that movement is Kenneth Copeland which brings all kinds of other issues mm-hmm. on where people stand because then you have the conversation of the health and wealth gospel sure it, is that of the lord is it of not um my personal view since i went there is uh i don't believe in prosperity gospel hmm. um to to use a verse where paul i mean not paul but john is saying hello is your basis for an entire message entire movement is crazy because he says i wish you'd be in good health and that you would prosper all he's really saying is i hope you're doing good
0: yeah (laughs) yes i can i agree i would never have a health and wealth gospel person on here so we're safe that way i hey i'm not but but when you have that
1: conversation about copeland yeah which is the main leader in the uh we're all one church and if you actually read john 17 there's a whole lot of prerequisites in there before that verse that we we just kind of skim over one of the problems we have and you would know this if 1551 up until 1551 there was no chapters there were no verses yeah the greatest disservice i think we did to the church in history is that hmm. putting chapters and verses in the bible hmm. because now people rip one verse out of out yes. of a, out of a sure. context yeah. and get all kinds of crazy views yeah like you'll hear people say, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right. If you read it in context, he's saying, it doesn't matter whether you're Jew or Greek. Yeah. 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 And Correct. the whole point of Romans and people don't get it is don't be a racist.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's the whole point. And then Philippians is don't be a nationalist. Yeah. And that's, uh, and that ties into the whole seven mountain stuff. But I ultimately, I believe God's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. Hmm. And, um, and we, we have to, we have to do our part. He will do his part. Yeah. Um, And it's, I, I, I've just kind of concerned about the direction some of the, some of the churches going Mm -hmm. um, because we're, we're, we're not living like Jesus could come back. Hmm. We talk, we talk about it, but we don't live like it.
0: No, that's good. And, and, and Hey, sometimes health and wealth and prosperity um, is part of that, right? Like we get comfortable and and certainly Pentecostalism has been less comfortable than we are right now right i mean there's been there's been persecution there's been old school days and and you know church buildings and non-church tents and oh you know, and I, the tents are coming back yeah
1: no i I, I think, think I'm you're in right. the middle of right now trying to find a tent <laughs> there we go, very cool we'll do uh, it take, take the tents to the smaller towns mm-hmm. uh preaching old school Pentecost I'm talking like Wilkerson preaching, yeah bring it. And you know, I, my, my message to the church right now is how saved are you really? Yeah. You, you, you you think just because you went to the altar and prayed a prayer with the preacher. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're we're good at decisions. We're not good at convergence. Hmm. It's good. Uh, so that's kind of where I am kind of what's going on with me. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just committed to the mission and,
2: yeah, you and you have that.
0: you have some ministry stuff coming up. I mean, you were talking, you know, you're talking about the 10. I mean, describe that describe that journey for us, that arc. I mean, you you you've okay. done some schooling, you, you, you've done some missions. Basically,
1: basically, there's four things that I'm kind of it's kind of like a a triangle.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Number one is the homeless outreach. Uh, reaching the homeless. God has just given me favor beyond anything. Yeah. Um, especially here in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. The second issue is crisis intervention, specifically with PTSD.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, yeah, and, and that's the church is not prepared for tr- to deal with trauma. Yeah, and then we have the whole issue of we we tell people that are traumatized that they're demonized, and the whole inner healing craziness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the third thing is starting to do uh, seminars, um, like Pentecostal apologetics.
0: Hmm
2: okay
1: um when someone comes at you about mark 16 yeah what do you do with it here Hmm. here's what here's what we know of it when someone when someone tells you here's the information sure why is tongues the initial physical evidence that sort of thing and then the last one is tent revivals Hmm. um and those are things that i'm working on very cool uh that's really kind of what quest of quest for souls is about
0: cool yeah how can we link up with your st- i mean that's kind of the final question we got we got three minutes here before Zoom i i, I saw the little, <laughs>
1: timer's not
0: pentecostal we, well and we i can't afford clocks. i can't afford the non-pentecostal version so uh yeah help me out so <laughs> oh, how, can, sure. I, I... <laughs> how can people pray for you how can people link up with what you're up to and 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 keep uh keep well, questforsouls.com yeah. cool um of course we're on facebook as well um
1: and that's just kind of where, where things are in, in developing that.
0: Yeah. And if someone has a tent, I mean, if someone knows of a tent and it's like, Hey, yeah, well, I, I or... think I've
1: actually found one. I have a very cool in fact. It's a guy in Cleveland, Tennessee that there we go. does a lot of rent out tents for uh, weddings and stuff. Okay. Okay. He has a tent. that's a little dirty. that he can't use for tents anymore. There we go. He can't use for weddings. So sure. we're telling, ta- he basically is telling me, um, he's got to figure out prices and stuff like that, okay. but. Cool. It, it'll work. And then just going back to Cleveland, I used to live there. So, okay. Okay. um, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot, but ultimately it's not my problem. I just set at his feet and go, Hey, there's Martha's in there. You might want to go see what she's doing. Yeah. That's <laughs> good. Well, no, and, uh, because it, this is his, this is his ministry. This is hmm. his mission. Hmm. Um, you know, and he, he's the one that's got to figure out all the details. Yeah. He just tells me what they are.
0: Well, that's good. Hey, your marching orders are are coming from a good place in that sense. So anyways,
1: that's that.
0: Um, Very cool. I hope it helped you. No, that's good. I like I said, it's um, it's fun. This podcast has involved all kinds of stuff, missions, and it's I've you know I've talked to, to old school people and new school people, and and I think um, I'm kind of in between. Well, no, hey, I, you're an old school Pentecostal man. You've got a great sense of the tradition. I think that God's using you in discernment, like I said, um, especially in those circles. Maybe you know, maybe it's more regional or Midwest, but you know what. Um, I just, I feel like God's used you. I think your online presence is refreshing to people and, and all the four areas you mentioned, right? So, you know, homeless people, PTSD, um, you know, obviously what you're up to with the kind of the tent meetings, but also that apologetics thing, those do represent your passion, your heart. And so in that sense, man, good on you for yeah. just being faithful to that and, and faithful and, to God in, in in those areas.
1: You know, and the Lord has been, and blessed me um, supernaturally to get a very good education.
2: Very cool.
1: So, you know, I, 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 I see that as a blessing and I don't see education is a crutch. Yeah. Um, but I also know sometimes I need to throw out everything I know out the window hmm. and say, Holy spirit. That's good. Speak to me.
0: Hey, <laughs> Anyways, we, we all need to be doing that here and there man because <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's right. We, that's 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 kind of the authority we're under and sometimes we need to ask that question and and honestly just shut up and listen. And and so yeah. in that sense man, hey, thanks for joining me. I'll, no problem, I'll get it man. up on YouTube and and throw it up on the on the podcast site and uh we'll be praying and and uh, again, quest cool. for soul, questforsouls.com. Quest for souls. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining yeah. us, Peter. Have a good night.